the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. We, in addition to having some questions for y'all tonight, I've also got the October surprise, could be, could be the October surprise before we go into the midterms. And I'm going to share that with you guys after the first break. We've got a movie that's going to be released on October 18th. That if and we get enough people get the word out and enough people see it might actually have a good sway in these midterm elections. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for that. Poor Jack Phillips, the baker, the man who owns the bakery in Colorado, the famous Colorado bakery. They have not stopped their attempt to persecute him and prosecute him. Remember, uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court. When he was targeted specifically to push the agenda of the LBGT community all the way to the Supreme Court. And as I said at the time, the Supreme Court did not fully do their jobs and he is continuing to be persecuted. How and how are we all going to be Jack Phillips going forward? Those of us, at least, that are Christians and conservatives. Well, we're going to share that with you. Um, Breaking news tonight, though. Hmm. What's on the same day? (laughs) (laughs) On the same day, we hear breaking news that Hunter Biden is just real close, about this close to being arrested. Joe Biden decides, and we're talking about crackhead Hunter, Joe Biden decides to pardon all of these people that are in prison for pot. Hmm. The Biden administration, the Democrat Party and the DOJ suddenly getting tough on crime. And that's why they're going after Hunter. Are they really going after Hunter? Same time, they're letting all these potheads free. We got much to talk about tonight. Before I go any further, got to bring in this man who's made everybody dance in their seats and their chairs all throughout this week and even a couple days last week. Of course, I'm talking about the man, the growing myth and the growing legend that is DJ Jalapeno. Also, we've got a special musical tribute to pay tomorrow night. And yes, I did pick this musical legend, but I'm quite sure that you all are going to enjoy tomorrow's show. So much to share with you guys tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, you can always email me at andreakshow.com. I always get emails throughout the day and, and throughout the show. I like to read them out. Um, so you can email me at andreakshow.com. Follow me on all the socials at andreakshow. I'm streaming Uno Momento as long as they'll let me on Facebook. Who knows how long they're going to let me continue to stream there. It's always uh, it's always hit or miss. And who knows how long they're going to let me continue to sit here and talk to y'all every night. Um, so thank you for your support. And you can also download, listen to the podcast anywhere you get your get your pods. If you can't, if you miss any part of tonight or any show. Okay, so <clears throat> breaking news, according to Washington Post today, Hunter Biden is, quote, facing charges. Really? Interesting. Now, why would Hunter Biden suddenly be facing charges when we know that the FBI, in particular T-Bolt, there was actually uh, not just not just an effort to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020 and beyond, but they actually set up like a bimbo war room like Hillary Clinton did. You remember the bimbo war room, her words, her term? 
to try to combat the allegations using uh, all aspects of the government and their media mouthpieces. That same type of thing happened with Hunter Biden and that story. And it even included not just the FBI, but Bill Barr at the time. And I said two months ago, uh, at least it, 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 it had to have been even before Mar-a-Lago was raided that I predicted that I predicted, I think it was actually going back to the spring, that I predicted that as they were ramping up the persecution and prosecution of Donald Trump and, and, and as well as the MAGA and the Jan 6 defendants, that they were going to have to try to do something with Hunter Biden in the course of trying to make it appear as though there was equal justice being applied at the Department of Injustice. And I think that that's what's brewing now. I want to play this clip for you guys so you can actually hear what the lefty media is saying about Hunter Biden and the charges he's facing, what would those charges be and well, whether or not what they would be and what the process would be between them identifying potential charges and him actually getting charged. And tell me what you think. Breaking news from the Washington Post. They're reporting that federal agents investigating Hunter Biden say they have gathered, quote, sufficient evidence to charge him with tax and gun purchase crimes. Joining me right now is Washington Post national security reporter Devlin Barrett. So, Devlin, walk us through what we know, what you know. Right. So this investigation was opened in 2018. It's been going on a long time and it's been supervised uh, since the Biden administration began by a holdover U.S. attorney uh, from the Trump administration in Delaware. And what we're told is that agents believe and have believed for a number of months that they have a chargeable case against Hunter Biden. But it's important to remember charging decisions are not made by agents. Charging decisions are made by prosecutors at the Justice Department. And they will decide this. These these crimes that we're talking about, what are the details, these alleged crimes, um, uh, regarding taxes and regarding a gun purchase? Well, right. On, on the tax question, it's we don't know a lot of the specifics, but we know it's on the on the sort of general problem of allegedly failing to report significant <laughs> amounts of income. And on the gun issue, it's a little more complicated in that when a person buys a gun, they fill out a, a from a licensed dealer, they fill out some paperwork, and they have to say a number of things, and they have to be truthful in those statements. And the allegation or concern is that in 2018, when Hunter Biden bought a gun, he said he did not have a substance problem <laughs> and was not addicted to, to drugs. When, in fact, in his own autobiography, he writes that he was using drugs quite significantly in that time period. And he has since said he's gotten clean and and, and beaten that addiction. (laughs) Um, She goes on to ask him, hey, anything got any any of this got anything to do with that laptop, you know, and all that. In other words, she doesn't really go there, but all that stuff, you know, related to the important stuff. I mean, what Democrat, uh, in particularly a high profile one, hadn't been hiding their income from the IRS and everybody knows it, right? Isn't that what the Clinton Foundation, the largest charity fraud scheme done globally, internationally, that's ever been perpetrated on the world. That was in large part about raking in money, selling off the office of the Secretary of State, as Hillary Clinton did, selling off the former, that that trading in on the name of Bill Clinton as a former president in order to line the pockets of the Clinton Foundation that they then use for their own personal gain. Right. Whether it was Hillary Clinton using it for campaign contributions or paying for for Hillary Clinton's. I mean, um, what's her name? The daughter Chelsea Clinton's uh, wedding. Right. That was attended by Ghislaine Maxwell, by the way. Um, So, you know, Al Sharpton has Al Sharpton ever paid a dime 
was uh, on, on any of the taxes he owed. What was it, like $3 million in back taxes he owed? I don't think he ever paid a dime on that. Was John Kerry ever charged? Was he ever arrested for the fact, remember when he registered his boat? He was lived, I don't remember where he lived in, up in the Northeast, but he had his boat registered in a different state. So in spite of the fact that he was married to the Heinz heir and worth, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars, he was still fudging on his taxes, right? Trying to save money on taxes by registering. I could go on and on and on. Does anybody really believe I this? It's going to be a slap on the wrist. He won't even, you know, he's going to have to pay fines and penalties. What I find hilarious is the gun charge, right? Um, that he, uh, this is this is supposed to be the big, uh, big testimony, the big show that they're, you know, uh, they're even handed and not ham handed when it comes to Trump and conservatives with the Department of Justice. That he filled out a form wrong. Come on, really? But what I find funny about the form idea is that this is this is their idea of the left's idea of gun control, right? All these supposed background checks. This is these are these are the measures that are supposed to stop quote gun violence, right? And of course, he lied. Said <laughs> he didn't have a drug problem. Who who who? Tell me who would go to get a gun with a drug problem? Who would admit that he's got a drug problem? I don't know too many too many drug drug addicted people, let alone those that would try to go and get a gun. But I but I would imagine none of them would admit to it. This is such a despicable, cynical, phony attempt on the part of Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, as as they're ramping up this Jan six six nonsense, as the revelations are coming out about the fraud. The illegalities involving the Mar-a-Lago raid, and they think that they're going to throw us a bone and we're going to go, oh, okay, yeah, the FBI and the DOJ are really above board? No. Speaking of not being above board, it's Dr. Fraud Fauci. He was on Stephen Colbert. I'm not going to torture you guys with any clips of that. But let's let's hope that he and the Democrats are going to be tortured with a movie that's coming out on October 18th. And it's called, it's a documentary, The Real Anthony Fauci, and filmmaker Jeff Hayes is going to be here after the break. He's the filmmaker behind the movie. He's going to share with you guys everything you need to know about it and how you can see it because the movie's going to drop on the 18th. So stay tuned because we will be back with filmmaker Jeff Hayes and his new movie, The Real Anthony Fauci. A.K. Dynamite in a Dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Did you guys see that fool Anthony Fauci on Stephen Colbert? He was asked all kinds of ridiculous questions uh, like, oh, what scares you for how uh, you all the tough questions, right? Really holding him accountable. What scares you so much, Dr. Fauci, as we go into Halloween? Oh, thousands of kids coming in my door, breathing on me. Ha 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 ha. It was absolutely a despicable, almost as bad as the interview he did the day before in which he talked about the fact that, yeah, I, I, I really could have done a better job with my messaging uh, regarding COVID. Um, I, I would have appreciated had he, if he was going to go back and say he should have done a better job, it, 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 it would have been nice if he had admitted that he lied. But of course, he's not going to. Because he's not going to reveal the true motivations behind the lies that he told. Fauci lied and people died. Well, the truth about his motivations and what he was really about and what he stood to gain personally, professionally, and financially has been documented in a movie called The Real Anthony Fauci Movie.com. 
aptly named. And filmmaker Jeff Hayes is with me now to tell you guys everything you need to know about it. Hey, Jeff Hayes, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, thank you for having me. Did you, by any chance, before we talk about uh, your documentary and the truth about Anthony Fauci, have you seen, I hate to call him doctor, because, you know, I I don't think of him as a doctor, as a medicine man. I think of him as a politician and a weasel. But did you, by chance, see any of these recent interviews he did and have any comment you want to make on it? So, no, I haven't seen him, and I'm embarrassed to be out of date, but I've been in edit bay um, working through you know hundreds of hours of footage we're just finishing this up right now and so i've seen more anthony fauci than any human should have to see <laughs> i don't blame you for not wanting to uh what's that ritual that some men do around the world i don't even know what tribe it's a part of where they beat themselves on the back with a thing that, that <laughs> yes <the laughs> that, self-flagellation yes that's what it's like having to watch anthony fauci in an interview and god bless you i've been in editing bays before and that's that's some grueling work as it is let alone with a topic like this so tell everyone Everybody about the movie and why you're putting yourself through this, because I think that this could be I keep telling people, they all know my listeners know COVID hasn't gone away. Neither has the motivations behind the tyranny of it and that we cannot forget about it as we go into these midterm elections. And I believe that your movie could really have an impact on the midterm. So tell everybody about the movie and what they can expect to see. I sure hope so. And we timed it this way that we really had to hustle to 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 get this out. It's coming out for free in October, October 18th, the real Anthony Fauci movie dot com. It will only be up 10 days, but I really wanted this out before the midterm elections. And it, I I hope it makes an impact. This was based on a book by Bobby Kennedy Jr. that was a phenomenon this year in publishing. The book, The Real Anthony Fauci, sold a million copies. It was 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. And there still to this day has not been one major media review of the book. It's the most suppressed book of my Mm -hmm. lifetime. Bookstores wouldn't carry it. You know, it was... And in spite of all that, it sold a million copies. I, I've known Bobby for years. I, I called him, uh, I think in December, and asked him if he would entertain the thought of me making a documentary of it. And, and he was delighted to agree. Um, and so my theory has always been, if, you know, this is a daunting read. It's a 650-page mm-hmm. book full of all the documentation. Uh, but, you know, to to buy and read a book like that, that's a small percentage of the public. I thought if we can get this in a more digestible format, Mm -hmm. lots more people would see it. But then the question becomes, can we get it out to them? If it wasn't for people like you, Andrea, I would have, I would be in a vacuum because we can't buy ads on Facebook. Of course, we can't buy ads on Google. We can't buy ads anywhere. This is literally, um, it, it, it's we're asking anybody who watches it and finds value and 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 thinks it's it's worth sharing 
to please share it because that's the only way this will get out there. Well, I think that this was the greatest crime perpetrated on humanity of what Anthony Fauci did. And to think that he's still in his position, the highest paid government worker in the United States, responsible for millions and millions of deaths worldwide. Uh, And that's just the shots. That's not involving the therapeutics. That's not even involving all the deaths related to his draconian lockdowns uh, that, and I don't want to get sidetracked here because you wouldn't have been able to put this in the movie, but he's been able to stay in his position and he just sent more money to EcoHealth Alliance to do more funding of a coronavirus in a lab in China. So this man's... Isn't that astounding? Where, I mean, this sending the money to the... I mean, it's like sending bullets to the person holding the smoking gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, it, I, I did get a copy of the book. In fact, I had it wasn't Bobby Kennedy Jr. It was either the publisher who came on my yeah, show. Yes, he came on my he came on my show. And yeah, the book is amazing. But you're right. It's it's a committed read. It's you know, people are busy raising their kids, sometimes working two jobs now, all kinds of issues to sit down for, to, for 600 pages is a commitment. That's 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 almost like taking a, you know, somebody it, it takes a certain mindset to want to do that when you're exhausted from the end of the day. So I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled you're putting this in documentary format because we're also um, we've also become such a visual people, right? You know, we don't read much anymore and, you know, we're so used to seeing everything, but it's got to be really hard to try to edit down that volume of book and make it concise and compelling. So did you have to pick and choose? What are the, what are the most important elements of the story that you think you need to tell and what will people learn? So we start the film with just the immediate couple of years. And then, you know, after that segment, we go to 1984, which was a watershed year. 1984 was when Fauci took over the infectious disease department at the NIH. And it was a rinky-dink department. Infectious diseases were waning. Um, you know, it, it, like, who cares, you know, at that time about measles or, you know, chicken pot. It just wasn't a, a big department. But then the AIDS epidemic happened, and he latched onto that and got it put under him after some infighting at NIH over who was going to get to be in charge of it. And he took that and built his budget to $1.7 billion and built a powerhouse. And, and, and what he did there was really develop the playbook that he used all through COVID where he had no interest in cheap, available drugs, repurposed drugs that doctors all over the country were using with mm-hmm. success with patients. If you remember the, the Matthew McConaughey movie, Dallas Buyers Club, was about these AIDS patients who were having to smuggle drugs from Mexico that were keeping them alive mm-hmm. because the only thing that Fauci would approve for use was AZT which at that time was the most deadly chemotherapy that had been manufactured in the history of mankind. And this was the drug he chose for that group. Then we turn around and and come forward into the the COVID epidemic. We have frontline doctors who have clinical experience, not like Fauci who had never treated anyone. These are doctors saving lives, searching for solutions. And he, of course, wanted nothing to do with ivermectin, wanted nothing to do with 
hydroxychloroquine, which doctors were reporting were being very effective in their practice, he dismissed those and insisted on remdesivir, which was such a deadly drug that nurses started calling it remdesivir. Yeah, I mean, of course, it was expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> hundreds of dollars um I, it, it, and uh and and it was also uh if i'm remembering right about remdesivir it also involved medicare um so it was it, that medicare was a part of this the scheme somehow i don't remember the details on that I'm, I'm looking forward to being refreshed on a lot of the details it was you know it was two years of just complete tyranny exploiting the minds and the psyches of Americans with panic to try to make them believe that a healthy person better stay locked inside, not be able to go to work and not be able to open their business, but must be locked inside uh, because if they walked outside, they might be struck by coronavirus and fall dead. Right. And, and the only way we were on the spot and the only way we were going to get our, our normal life back was by not taking the horse dewormer, um, but by waiting to get this shot that was not, not properly uh, tested and was rushed to market, which I think actually has, you know, an even more sinister purpose in the end. So let's talk about purpose. We're talking to, excuse me, frog in my throat. Filmmaker Jeff Hayes on a, about his new movie, the real Anthony Fauci movie dot com. Um, I, I don't know if it's an equal motivation on his part that you're going to reveal money, financial, or power and tyranny because he's a part of the Great Reset and the New World Order and the global use of public health as a way for power. How is that going to be portrayed in the movie? You know, it, I, I really tried. I don't know if you've, inter- you've interviewed Robert Malone on your program. Um, Robert Malone you know, was the scientist who has... I think six patents on the mRNA uh, yeah. uh, technology. And every time we've interviewed Robert Malone, I'll, you know, we'll ask him about Fauci's motivations or about this person's motivations. And he will never answer. He always says, you know, look, I don't know. I can't say what their thinking was. I can't say what their motivations are. This is what they did. And I really took that to heart in making this film and that I don't try to mind read why he did this. Instead, we just show what he did. The viewer can try to figure out why he did it. But the the evidence, the facts are so overwhelming. They're so compelling that literally it's a very satisfying film to just outline what he did. Well, well, we know that what he did resulted in him lining his pockets while American people suffered and had their businesses completely destroyed. We have a we have a neighborhood here in San Diego County, Chula Vista, to where upwards of 60 percent of restaurants, many of which were owned by his Hispanic and immigrant business owners, completely destroyed, never to return. He racked in five million dollars, didn't he? This is. The Bill of Rights was shredded during this period, and what's stunning to me, like literally every one of our rights under the Bill of Rights was attacked except the Second Amendment, the the freedom to gather, uh, the freedom to compensation if the government closes your business, the the freedom of religion, the freedom of press. You know, even, you know, right now, we had an editor send us a segment for us to review his work. He put it on his private YouTube page that was not public facing. You had to have a password to view it. And YouTube took it down. <gasps> um, 
for from his private page for mm. you know for us to even review today we find out that the real anthony fauci movie.com is being blacklisted uh, by five big you know, barracuda network uh, at&t customers all over the country have been calling us saying they can't access our site we're being blacklisted by site by isps and we haven't even released the movie yet you know wow. th- this conversation and again, it's why I'm so thankful for people like you. If it wasn't for people like you, I would be playing in a vacuum. Well, we need more people um, than in as big a names as possible. I don't know why. I think I should be seeing you on Hannity. I sh- we should be seeing you on Bannon's War Room and everywhere. I know Dr. Malone is on Bannon's War Room all the time. Um, I-, I was able to pull up the site and be able to see it. I love it. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to use whatever I can platform and, and my voice to get this out because this was this was a cr- true crimes of humanity by a man that I considered to be a monster and I think that not and, and as we're moving into one of the things that and, and I know you don't want to get into motivations but I, I just looking at tactics um, I think uh, those that are on board with our tyrannies and, and everything that was done to us uh, and ev- those that supported Anthony Fauci just wanted to shift and start talking about Ukraine and they don't want anybody thinking about Fauci anymore. They don't want anybody thinking about the NIH and the NIAID and what they did and what they're continuing to do. And so this is absolutely so important. To me, this is still the number one issue as I go into the midterms because to me, everything that's, bo- that's, that's come out afterwards is, is born out of this. It's born out of this in, in many ways. If Rand Paul ends up with subpoena power after the midterms, we're going to have a spectacular amount of revelations that I can't wait to see. Well, I can't wait to see this movie. The movie is the real Anthony Fauci movie dot com. It's um, opening on October 18 and it's only for two days. Yes. Ten days. Ten days. And it's free. And it's Ten days and it's free. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight, filmmaker Jeff Hayes. And I appreciate your, this work that you're doing. And um, God bless and 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 thank you and 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 uh, i'm just going to go ahead and put it out there i'd love for you to come back you know maybe in another week or so and we'll just continue to push it out would you be open to that i would love that thank you so much well thank you all right we'll make that happen appreciate it thanks for being here thank you all right now you guys stay tuned because we got more to talk about speaking of tyranny Tyranny involving businesses, a lot of the same uh, playbook, a lot of the same tactics have involved a Colorado baker. Jack Phillips is back in the news. When are they going to let this poor man go? News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. Uh, one question I had for you guys tonight, I'm kind of torn on this, and I'm wondering what you guys are thinking about Joe Biden pardoning all of these people convicted of pot. Many of the people that were in uh, prison for this were actually convicted by uh, uh, Kamala Harris when she was attorney general here for the state of California, and she was really tough on crime. I, I don't know all the particular cases. 888-344-1170. I do know um, that we had a three strikes happening here in California. And there were women that were thrown in jail for decades for like an ounce and, and, and stuff. And, and I do think that there have been some people 
put in jail under street three strikes. Some women's cases that I've heard in the past, kind of like the the case that uh, Kim Kardashian was involved in. That uh, the the grandmother that Trump pardoned. She, you know, she she was way overcharged, way over sentenced. She was in jail for decades. Um, so, I, I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, it, it, what I. And the reason why I'm torn on it, without knowing the, the particulars in the individual cases, is that I'm somebody that is tough on crime. But I also understand that we, at times, have had some drug policies and some things where we had some people spending way too much time in. But we're also at a time in our country right now where we've got a crime wave happening with no bail, no cash bail, no bail, where we've got repeated rapists and assaulters and all kinds of violent felons that are just committing a violent act, getting arrested and putting right back out on the street over and over and over and over again. And in fact, um, uh, you know, the, the, as we've talked about many times here in California, they, uh, Gavin Newsom, I think it was a year and a half ago, it was a while ago where he said, you know, if you, you can go into a store and steal up to a thousand dollars. First it was, I think up to $750 then it was up to, uh, $1,000 where, you know, you couldn't get, you know, charged for anything, which is basically just telling a business owner that somebody gets to come in and just, just steal from you, right? What's the difference between if you're a business owner and you own a retail, sh- it, 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 your shop is uh, retail, whether it's a convenience store maybe or a boutique, what's the difference between telling somebody that they can come in your store and steal from you or if they can go into your home? It's the same thing. It's your property, Right. We know that so much of what all this is about is it's about, quote, equity. It's about pushing a, a phony narrative that the America is so systemically racist that our justice system has been unequal. I don't uh, if if we have a large per, if we have a greater percentage of a certain identity group in prison, the problem doesn't have anything to do with that identity group if they committed the, the act of, of a crime. Right. Um, we at the same time that we've got the left offering reparations in the form of not convicting people or, or not charging people of a certain persuasion, um, we, it's one of the reasons why we've got a crime wave happening across the country and people aren't safe anywhere they go. Last night it was reported that New Orleans is back to being the murder capital in the world. New Orleans is not safe. Detroit isn't safe. Philadelphia isn't safe. New York City isn't safe. I got friends of mine going to New York over Thanksgiving and I wish they wouldn't go because I wouldn't go to New York City right now and I certainly wouldn't get go underground and get to a subway. Joe Biden releasing these uh, prisoners is just more putting it doesn't even matter to me as I think about it what they were convicted of. They were in jail. They were convicted. Now is not the time that uh, if we didn't have a crime wave across the country and this was a situation where they were looking at each case and they were putting a spotlight on it and they were trying to rewrite a wrong on an individual basis like what was done with Donald Trump and that grandmother uh, that would be one thing. But this to me just smacks of a continuation of the Democrat Party pushing the phony Black Lives Matter and Antifa message against us and actually encouraging and inciting violence against us by letting violent criminals back out on the street. John Fetterman, there's, it, it defies imagination to me why John Fetterman, it, it, there's, it's even close. How Oz hasn't just completely run him out of the race so bad that he's back into his mother's uh, basement. Um, because here's what he had to say about people serving life sentences in Pennsylvania. I'm troubled by the number of people that are condemned to die in prison in Pennsylvania unnecessarily and needlessly. 
He's troubled by the number of people serving life sentences in Pennsylvania. And so he's one of the things that he's pledged is he's going to let these people back out on the street. We've already talked about it. He says he he, he will be happy to release a first, um, uh, I can't remember the uh, first degree murder, uh, someone who was convicted of first degree murder. He said he'd be happy to put that person back out, back to their families. He's not troubled by the crimes that they've committed. He's troubled that they're actually being held accountable for it. Meanwhile, that's bad enough. But meanwhile, we've got American citizens still sitting in a gulag, still denied bail because of a political opinion. I was going to talk about Jack Baker, but I'm going to Jack Phillips, but I'm going to. I'm going to hold that story, move to something else, because I ended up talking about uh, criminal laws versus civil. I'll get to Jack Phillips in a moment, because as I'm as I'm thinking about the release of violent criminal felons, murderers, rapists back out onto our streets. The worst of the worst amongst us. I'm reminded of a story that happened in California in which a judge, a a Fresno County Superior Court judge, Leanne Lamont, a self-identified Democrat and judicial appointee of Governor Gavin Newsom, sentenced a 57-year-old man named Michael Wayne Martin of Fresno, sentenced him to 180 days in jail and two years of probation. What did he do? (sighs) He was storing over 1,000 DVDs with content showing children being raped. And they were being raped in his home. He won't serve six months in jail for not just child pornography, but child pornography that he created while watching children being raped. I don't, in his home, I don't have the details of those rapes and what he participated in involving those rapes less than he'll be out by December. Gavin Newsom, a lot of people are saying he's running for uh, president in 2024. I thought maybe he was too, too, too far left and that there's no way that the American people are going to want to, would even consider voting for president. Somebody who would appoint a judge who would let a, a, someone who's not just a pedophile, not just somebody in, you know, in possession of over a thousand DVDs of pornography, but he had actually videotaped children being raped in his, in, in his presence, in his home. Less than six months. We got a war going on against the children in this country. And the Democrats are waging this war. This is true evil in our time. When you would, um, meanwhile, didn't that Josh Duggar dude, didn't he get like 20 something years? He had hundreds of, he had hundreds of child pornography on his laptop. None of which that he, and I don't know what the details were. I'm glad he's going away for 20 something years. The dude's an absolute creep, a child predator, in my opinion. But as far as I know, he didn't videotape the rapes of children in his home. This is astounding to me. It's like I, I'm saying these words that this happened in California, that this person was was it was sentenced to less than six months. And I'm thinking this cannot be. This is how little the left. This is what they think about children. Children are nothing to the left but a tool. They're nothing but a tool. A tool for power. A tool to change the culture as part of the cultural Marxist movement. 
and as a tool for their pleasure. Because this is an attempt, a part of an ongoing and ever-increasing and progressing attempt to normalize and to legalize sex with children. We're going to take a break. We come back. We will talk about Jack Phillips because it involves, it involves this very topic. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I got to start this segment with a little laugh. I was mentioned in New Orleans last segment how it's back to being the murder capital. It was when I was down there, by the way. I've told you all many times about how bad the crime was down there. But anyway, um, because of Democrat policies, right, that created it. Well, my man Kennedy, Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana, has done an ad uh, for the Senate. And <laughs> here's he's so good. DJ uh, Potato Skins just loves Kennedy so much, Senator Kennedy, and all of his quips. Here's it. Stupidity is painful. The left thinks that by defunding the police, we're going to stop crime. The left thinks that vetting people at our southern border is racist. The left thinks that government employees have a constitutional right to talk to five-year-olds about sexuality. I know. It's frustrating to me, too. To see our country, which was founded by geniuses, being run by idiots. But still, I'm an optimistic guy. I have hope for my liberal friends. Jellyfish, hello little jellyfish, have survived for 165 million years without a brain. (laughs) He does make me laugh. Sometimes I just need a little Cajun humor. Liberals have, he says, he compares them to brainless jellyfish. Jellyfish has survived 165 million years without a brain. Um, That's as funny as that is, though, I will tell you, they have really been smart. The left has in terms of their cultural Marxist movement and the progress that they've made. And they've had the power uh, that was amassed in the Department of Justice to aid and abet them. Case in point, Jack Phillips. He um, was preyed upon intentionally, uh, targeted by the LBG community at the time to bake a cake. We knew at the time they specifically targeted him because this was about piercing after. And this is one of the things I warned about when we, um, you know, I said we needed to have instead of same sex marriage in this country, civil unions, because what was going to then happen was there was then going to be attacks on those of uh, people that in order to strip them of religious freedoms. Case in point, Jack Phillips, he was targeted by the OBG community. Um, they tried to get him to bake a cake for a wedding. It made it all the way. He said no, made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court um, only was willing to hear the aspect of it related to freedom of speech versus religious freedoms. And I said that this was incredibly important because it has this movement has gone from um, tolerance to validation to forced participation. And when you're trying to force somebody to do something involving your wedding, what you're doing is you're forcing somebody to participate in a religious ceremony. And that should never and and this this should have never been allowed to happen. If I own if I own my business and I've invested my money. There's nobody that should be in the business of trying to tell me who I have to do business with. It's my private business, my private company. We should have never gone down this road. 
under the guise of equity. So the day that uh, back in 2017, I think the day the Supreme Court issued a ruling, a trans person, Scardina, went into the bakery intentionally admitting that this person, trans man, calling himself a woman, tried to get them to bake a cake celebrating his transgenderism. And now Jack Phillips is still fighting for his religious freedoms. And we will all be Jack Phillips. Supreme Court's going to hear a case involving religious freedoms, not for Jack Phillips. And it's time for them to do the right thing. Time for us to take a break. But hour two is coming its way. And our dear friend Cordy Lee Williams will be here. The Megaphone Marine. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.